2: Welcome to NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker, here with Cody Spears, Jason Bowen, Wes Johnson. We're going to talk about underrated NFL players heading into the 2022 season this evening. Um, That is on our agenda. And we'll also probably have to talk a little bit about the Baker Mayfield stuff because that came to a resolution on Wednesday. Bada bing, Baker Mayfield is traded for a puny trade package To the Carolina Panthers, who now have Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Matt Corral, and a couple other dudes as well. Um, That is on our agenda. We are going to get into that's what we do. We get into all of the week's NFL topics and lift them up to you, discuss them a little bit. Just some fodder. You get the drill. Um, First, however, our sponsor is BetOnline.ag, and they are our partners that continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon, Major League Baseball, latest fighting nudes, and next season's NFL futures and prop bets at betonline.ag. Head to that website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, believe, BLEAV to get the bonus and hop into the action. Bet online where the game starts. The big news of this Wednesday and this week, because it is a very dry NFL week, um, is that Baker Mayfield finally has a new home. After about three and a half months of foreplay, he now plays for the Carolina Panthers, who sent a meager conditional fifth-round pick, and uh, the, the Browns are mandated to pay for 68% of Baker Mayfield's salary. Uh, so Cleveland and Carolina swapped assets Mayfield now presumably is the QB one for the Carolina Panthers and the Browns will probably pay Sean Watson and Baker Mayfield oodles of money to do to do nothing for the team while Jacoby Brissett gets a, a crack at the starting job because of an impending suspension for Watson. So that's a big lead up. Um, I want to get Cody's reaction foremost to Baker going to Carolina, whether or not it's a good fit or with the son of a gun, will he be just a free agent here
3: in March looking to sign somewhere else? Well, you want to get my reaction? I want to get Robbie Anderson's reaction. <laughs> well, here's
2: <laughs> that was a little misleading because he, not you, but the no, <laughs> he said that in April, which I know is damning, but it was sent around the world again today as if it was new news, in my opinion, yeah. but yeah. It conti- but continue.
3: Uh, yeah. Just um, you think of Baker Mayfield, you think of him struggling to complete passes last year and driving Odell Beckham out of town. So I am. It is something I am um kind of curious about what the players' reactions are, at least behind closed doors, because that's an idea that the whole everybody kind of ran with this past year is that Baker Mayfield um is not who he's shown us. He is the his whole career, and that the torn labrum. Um, is kind of who he is who he is now as a quarterback which i've always kind of pushed back against that mm-hmm. i like the trade for carolina i think that well i know that if you put baker mayfield's career worst marks last year uh up against what sam darnold put out last year they're still way better so as a hurt baker mayfield with a torn labrum last year is a colossal upgrade over what Panthers have trotted out not only last year, but the year before that and the year before that. So uh, a lot of people and Panthers fans kind of don't like the Baker trade, but I'm a big fan. The guy may not be a franchise quarterback, but he showed he deserves a start in the league. I'm
2: with you, and the only reason Panthers fans bitch is if they were hardcore on the Matt Corral train. If they thought he was going to seize the moment, training camp preseason then that's fair. You don't want to go backward with Mayfield. But here's the deal, Jason, on Baker Mayfield, a 25-year-old quarterback in 2020. He took the Browns to the postseason for the first time since 1994. He had 26 touchdowns, eight picks in his third season. So at this time, two years ago, he was considered a top 15 quarterback or so with upside to grow. He made a poor business decision by playing through injury last year and subsequently was traded for a fifth-round pick because of it. Um, But I'm with Cody that – he need not be the butt of jokes just because he made that decision. 26 touchdowns to eight picks a year ago or two years ago, 2020, is anything to scoff at. Do you like the move for the Panthers? Or do you think this just ends with them going six and 11 and Baker goes to the next destination?
1: No, I absolutely love this move for the Panthers. I really do. I think the Panthers, they got They got some good offensive weapons over there for Baker and, and 26 and eight is what you what mm-hmm. you referred to. I mean 20. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. And I I I love you know, if I was I I like quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield. I really do. And I actually think that I mean, obviously he's the type of guy that needs a little humble pie. I think he's gotten it. I think that this period of time where he has had nothing to do but sit and collect his thoughts while they brought in Another quarterback and really didn't say anything to him other than, will you just stay put and then we'll figure this out later. Yeah. That had to have drove somebody like him nuts. And then nobody came calling and the Seahawks had the opportunity to come calling. They didn't. And um, I think that that is the type of stuff that would, that will just light something under. Is already lit ass, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I I love the trade for for Carolina. I mean a fifth round pick to get a potential um you know top 15 quarterback with room to grow. I, I love that too. So I mean, yeah, you got McCaffrey, you got um Robbie, you got uh got the the guy that's better than what I keep forgetting his name. He I whooped more. my more, yes. So um, and then the defense that is apparently now a <laughs> One of the worst five in the, in the league, which we all dispute, but yeah. Um, yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah. And he'll quietly, if anybody cares, we'll have Christian McCaffrey there who should yep. make him look phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Uh, all right, Wes. In 2019, the Vikings sent a fifth round pick to the Ravens for a kicker. And th- <laughs> that is the comp- kicker that was cut three weeks later. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, And... uh it, it, Similar topic about a month ago, ESPN put Baker Mayfield on one of the Vikings lists of possible destinations. Now, if I could be promised that I wouldn't have to hear Cousins or Mayfield four months out of a regular season, I would have made this deal to have Baker Mayfield as a backup quarterback because I didn't know it would be as low as a fifth round conditional pick. And the mm-hmm. other team pays for most of his salary. So uh, it's a moot point now for the Vikings. But do you like the prognosis for Baker and Carolina? Or I'll ask you the same thing: Is this seven and ten season at its best? And then Mayfield has to go find somewhere else in twenty twenty
0: three. I like it for Baker. Um, I think it improves Carolina. How much so? That's to be determined. I don't know if he moves the needle significantly uh, enough to put them in contention in their division. Um. I still think they probably finish third in their division behind Tampa Bay and the saints. Okay. Um, but who knows, you know, it could be the, the fire that Jason spoke of where, you know, Baker comes out with a a point to prove he'll have that opportunity week, week one when he plays (laughs) Cleveland. So I was hoping that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, other thing to note here is, um, so Baker's essentially on a one-year deal. Same thing for Darnold. Um, that kind of uh, leaves a, a door to where Carolina can, you know, wash their hands with these guys if neither of them work. Uh, if that's the case, so I guarantee it'll probably be a new coaching staff in there. And what's um,
3: what's the deal with Matt Corral? Why do you even spend a third-round pick on a guy who now is not going to play and? Just like you stated, they're on one-year contracts. Matt Corral's going to be there after this. Yeah, How are they going to know if they need a quarterback in the draft next year? They don't even know what they have in Matt Corral. It's the same thing they did with Will Greer a couple <laughs> years ago in a third round. They did it with Jimmy Clausen in the second round. I mean, Carolina takes these quarterbacks and toss them out like yesterday's news. I don't know what they're doing over there. they got to overhaul something because you're spending thirds on Matt Corral and trading for Baker Mayfield. In the same summer, right? With Sam Darnold in the mix. It's just, it's a mess. So, yeah.
2: the Panthers GM, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure is on record and saying something to the effect that he won't stop taking swings at quarterback until he fixes it, you know, to get that franchise guy. So, right now, in a weird twist of fate, they have the deepest quarterback room in the NFL, but it's not very exciting. So, consider this <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold, who we know can start, not at a high level. Uh, Matt Corral, who could have gotten a look as the starter. P.J. Walker, who's a damn good backup. And then some guy named Cheek Davis, like Asked <laughs> Cheek Davis. <laughs> and not, not that he's deep, but uh, Mayfield, <laughs> Darnold, Corral, and Walker is like uh, a stable of quarterbacks that there's there any of them could, in a pinch, start a game, and you're not going to be like, oh, shit. Every single one of them can guide you throughout a game and be decent. But what they've, what they've arrived at trying to swing for the fences on finding their Mahomes is a bunch of dudes that are just like, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
3: Yeah. All they're finding is the next Blaine Gabbert, you know, <laughs> <to> run your <laughs> career as a backup.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and they just, right. As soon as cam left, as soon as they said that, uh, you know, this is, his course has run here. So we're going to try it's bridgewater it's darnold and it just it's one solution to the next but it always feels half ass so i think they're trying with mayfield hoping that he can replicate or they can replicate with him his 2020 performance because a year ago right now we were talking about whether or not mayfield was going to get 30 million per season and now we have other teams paying for his salary we're wondering if he can even guide a team to 6 and 11 and yeah, it's, it's a it's a lesson to young players or any players that if you're going to play through injury, <laughs> make sure you know when to tap out because you're going to screw your long-term trajectory. All right, that's the Baker Mayfield talk for the night. I don't know if we even have the destinations to have a Jimmy Garoppolo one later this summer, which we've already covered ad nauseum, but it's pretty much dried up. It's Seahawks. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they'll, yeah. pay, they'll probably pay him nine mil a year to fill in for eight games.
0: I mean, they, they have the most cap room and... You know, we'll see what the suspension that Watson gets, but yeah. And do you feel confident in Jacoby Brissett for seventeen games?
2: No, what you'd what you'd really hope for, well, seventeen games is just throwaway season. Then if it's going to be Brissett, but if it's eight games for Watson, you hope that you can get to four and four, and then let uh, the scorned boy wonder Watson come walking through that door. All right. So I asked all of you to come up with a handful of underrated players heading into September, and we don't necessarily have to approach this from a fantasy angle. Um, I'm not here for sleepers, but if you guys overlap with playmakers, it could also be sleepers, which I'm going to guess that the fantasy football brains here already heading that way. Um, So I'm going to go. We're going to do a little round robin. Uh, Wes is grinning and smiling. So he's either done that mm-hmm. or he hasn't. Uh, Wes, give me, you don't have to put these in any order. We'll just shoot mm-hmm. them rapid fire. Give me, um, we'll see how many we overla- overlap with this group. Give me one of your underrated football players heading into September.
0: Uh, I will go with Logan Wilson, a linebacker from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he's entering his third year. Uh, guy's a tackling machine. He missed the last half of. Last year with an injury, uh, but during the playoffs, he graded out with the best three game stretch for him um, in pro football focus coverage grades uh, in the postseason. So that's definitely something that he can build on as a player. And uh, Cincinnati's had difficulty finding, you know, some of those tackling machines that they had of yesteryear. So uh, he is. Uh, underrated player that doesn't get talked about a lot and so he he is the first one on my board
2: logan wilson he's an off-ball linebacker right yes okay third rounder from wyoming uh let's see jason who do you got on your list
1: man this i'm gonna be a complete homer about my. these are all broncos okay not all of them no 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 not all of them okay um but Uh, You know what? I'll throw the first one out there and I'll just say Kirk Cousins. I I think that he's, (laughs) uh, he's very underrated media wise nationally, even in the Viking circles, (laughs) this guy gets dogged on constantly. I think this is the year that he will maybe put up similar stats as we're all used to, but he'll actually get acknowledged for it this time because the Vikings will be winning football games under the new tutelage of their new young up and comer head coach.
2: And that's Kevin O'Connell and a little little disclaimer on Jason. He does have some wild takes on the show, but six years ago, he was the only person that I knew in the entire world, that when the Cavs were down 3-1 to the Warriors, he messaged me and said, LeBron and these guys are going to come back and win it. And I was like, what Kool-Aid? What are you, what are you smoking, sir? And I'll be damned if they didn't do it. So he's <laughs> got a track record here. I don't know if it's as good as Wes's with his predictions when they're not ones he is gambling on personally. Um, but...
1: nowhere near as good as Wes, no.
2: <laughs> Cody, give me your first underrated player.
3: Uh, my first underrated player is not a fantasy football player. I left uh, some of my sleepers off here because Wes and I <laughs> are drafting. The ones that I do have on here that are, that could be fantasy-related are already on my team. Uh, but here's one that's not in fantasy like, football. Like Drew
1: Brees, Cody? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I almost put put Drew Brees on this list. <laughs> I got uh, Brian O'Neill right tackle for the Vikings. Uh, this is the guy who didn't he didn't allow a single sack as a rookie he allowed just one in twenty nineteen and three in twenty twenty um uh, last year he was one shack uh, one sack shy um I'm sorry he had an incredible season last year and allowing just one sack on just shy of seven hundred uh pass blocking snaps and that's not to be lost that his run blocking is maybe the best right tackle in the league um There's a reason why we always hear about guard play and interior play on the Vikings, because outside of uh, Reef and Darisaw on the left side, we don't even have to talk about the right Mm. tackle for years now. And um, this is a guy who he wins his battle week in and week out and you don't get any national recognition. He got a big contract a couple years or I think last year. That was good to see that we're going to keep him. Because uh, this guy, is he's a cornerstone for years and should have many All-Pros coming his way. Yeah, he,
2: he's underrated um, in the national scheme of things, um, but he is handsomely paid, like you said. So I think he's probably fine with that because he got his bag. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I Twice I cross over into fantasy football. I, I'm not really spoiling anything, but it's because I thought I had to balance my uh, ticket here. So my first is Gabriel Davis from the Bills. Uh, Per PFF's rankings among wide receivers, he was the 10th best in the world last year, and then he had his breakout party, of course, against Chiefs scoring four touchdowns, and I I think that Josh Allen will only get better, and while Diggs is not going to decline anytime soon, every fast, happy football team needs a number two, and I think Gabriel Davis is trending towards that, and by this time next summer, I think we will know who he is. Not necessarily 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, but a you know a top 25 type wide receiver. And my litmus test for this criteria is basically, you know, has Joe Everyman who likes football heard of these guys? And I, I don't know that everybody knows who Gabriel Davis is. So Wes, we are back to you with your next one.
0: Yeah. For my next one, I went with uh Kenny Moore the second, defensive back from uh indian indianapolis colts um he's arguably the best slot corner over the last few years uh he's consistently making plays for them uh tackles as well and i believe that you know with him doing that job he allows for the darius leonards to kind of roam free throughout that middle and and make the plays that they make so uh, he's definitely an underrated guy. Um, he is on our draft board available in fantasy. <laughs> uh, I have notated, I'm pretty sure Cody probably has him notated. Yeah, as well, he's
3: the but, uh, number two corner in football last year in fantasy there football. You,
0: there you go. So <laughs> uh, and he was a
3: star on hard knocks too last year. That uh end of season show that they did. He was yep. a good guy. <laughs>
2: Jason, so, give me your next yeah. one, sir.
1: So we will get the first Bronco (laughs) off the board right now. Um, And, you know, I mean, all my guys are pretty well-known guys. Um, I veered more to the offensive side with the exception of this guy. I think Bradley Chubb um, will have a comeback year. He has been, he's in a contract year. He, uh, you know, every outlet that I've listened to, including my, uh, my guys in Denver, seem to think that the Broncos have the w- third best, if not worst edge rushing, rushing group in that division. Um, that seems so bizarre to me because the guys that we got are, are good. I think this is the year Bradley Chubb stays healthy. I can see 12 to 15 sacks. He's not being talked about really. Maybe he is, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. You guys would have to, as a Bronco fan, I, I, hear his name Mm -hmm. but I don't know if anybody else does so um you know he's kind of a forgotten guy really he had that one year where uh you know he um he broke out in his rookie season um paired with Vaughn and we haven't really heard much of him since he's been injured so
3: now now he has Randy Gregory over there who kind of had a mini breakout last year surprised Dallas didn't retain him but with him having a running mate over there that's that's awesome for him uh you he is definitely underrated because you think of, I don't even think of it until he's mentioned it, but the Chargers with Khalil Mack and Joey Boza and then the Raiders with Chandler Jones and Max <laughs> yeah. Crosby. No wonder, you know, he's not getting much hype.
1: Yeah. They're the third best, but that is still good. Oh yeah. Third, in third <laughs> best
3: in the division, probably
2: top six in the league <laughs> <laughs> yeah. before, before you became a regular Cody. I think Wes, um, inferred that the AFC West is just an arms race for stockpiling edge rushers because too many good quarterbacks. So, you like you can't sit on your hands and go, Well, you know, DJ want them and blah 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 will work. Nope, you got to go get these titans of industry guys. All right, Cody, uh, who's your next one?
3: Uh, I got Brandon Ayuk. Uh, this is a guy who I picked just oh, yeah. a couple rounds ago. Uh, yeah. he was the first. He, I have him as a candidate for positive regression in the touchdown category because Debo ended up uh, scoring a bunch of long runs last year, which just deprived the rest of his teammates from those scoring opportunities. And I definitely think Debo scores a lot less this year. Um, and then Brandon Aute can have his value rise if Debo gets traded, uh, if he gets hurt, or if he just doesn't want to play in the backfield, uh, as he was stating that he's a receiver, not a running back um let's see in my notes I also have the two have been training together a lot which I always make note of that even though it's summer speak but I can't ever forget Cooper Cup and Stafford like let's call sharing it the same speak. bed <laughs> yeah, Cody <laughs> yeah, speak not sure. summer speak <laughs> uh but after pulling his hamstring and recovering last year this guy was averaging five catches 60 yards and half a touchdown per game with Debo Samuel going off So I I definitely think as long as he's healthy and he's not in that Shanahan doghouse, regardless of having Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, the way he plays is not going to be affected like it would be for Debo. Whereas with Debo playing with Trey Lance and a mobile quarterback, he might not get those dump offs. Trey Lance might keep those. But uh, Brandon Ayuk is still going to be sitting, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field waiting on that pass, as opposed to hoping he gets a dump out as a screen back.
2: That's a really good one because in the event Debo and the 49ers don't come to some in-house resolution, then they got to turn to somebody and almost by default in terms of good football play. And then the fantasy angle, bada bing, you have Ayuk. So I, I wish I would have thought of him and claimed that as my own good, sir. Thank you. All right. My final fantasy football one is regrettably, close your ears for the Packers. And it's A.J. Dillon. And the reason that we don't talk about him as a household name is because the Packers, strangely for them, decided to pay Aaron Jones a lot of money. I I, I believe that if Aaron Jones didn't exist or he went elsewhere before his contract was re-upped, A.J. Dillon would be a bell cow type running back so much as those are even allowed these days. And I think it's just a matter of touches for him that he's not going to get quite as many as, you know, McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor. And I think that that hurts him, at least hurts his stock. And this is very unbecoming of the way Packers usually do things, just kind of churning through. Talent and telling the quarterback to figure it out, but I think that AJ Dillon plopped on some other team that was showcased to the utmost would be just as effective some of these humongous RB names. So I've got AJ Dillon after Gabriel Davis, the quadzilla. <laughs> yeah, this is always prime time too. There's all like at least once or twice per NFL offseason. Some entity like Bleacher Report or ESPN takes pictures of running back's quads and then does the eye emoji and says, look how big these ham hocks are.
3: Yeah, and AJ Dylan and- yeah, <laughs> is the quad father. <laughs> <laughs> the quad father.
2: <laughs> all oh, right, wonderful. Well, Let's get us going for round three.
0: Round three. This could be a pseudo fantasy sleeper. Uh, I will go with Daniel Jones, quarterback for the New York Giants. Uh, He has not lived up to his sixth overall pedigree uh, from a few years back. But I will say that as yet uh, with new head coach Brian Dable coming in, um, I think he can instill a lot of the same structure that uh, was installed for. Josh Allen and not saying Danny Dimes will be Josh Allen, but I, I think that, um, you know, he can bring out the best in uh, Daniel Jones. They've also built a better offense around him than I believe he's had since he's been there. Uh, the offensive line is better, there are offensive weapons. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks to have the health that he needs for that team. And their defense is pretty lights out, so uh, I have Danny Dimes as somebody not to be overlooked. So
2: you, for for context, in a regular ten team people, ten team PPR, you wouldn't trust him as your QB one, though, would you? No. Okay, but you would you would snag him for a bye week, or if something happened to one of your dudes, you'd feel quasi comfortable.
0: I would, depending on how the the board went, I mm-hmm. might stash him for a backup or let me see the first four or five weeks to see what, what we really have. Um, I mean, you're talking about a guy that can be a a dual threat has been a dual threat. I think he had two games last year where he had over, uh, 80 yards rushing in them. So, I mean, the, the product is there for what you're looking for from a fantasy quarterback. Um, he just needed a better structure and, uh, a little bit better protection to kind of pull it off. So I, I think that the structure is there for him now to be able to to flourish.
3: That was a live look-in for Wes. He picked him probably about like eight hours ago. Is this <laughs> <laughs> his thought process going into it.
2: No, no. So what he's doing is coming on. Uh, a national podcast justifying
3: it. <laughs> yeah, it sounded real hopeful instead of yeah. fact based, didn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, right. you want fact based Cody? All right, let's go fact based Let me <laughs> go. Go ahead and move on to the next one, and I will come back with some fact fact base for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, Wes, you were you were you were pretty high on uh, Danny Dimes last year.
0: Was he? I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I think that he has all the the makeup uh, to be something special uh he also has the weak weakest quarterback fantasy strength of schedule um and he was the <laughs> q b eighteen in points per game in uh twenty twenty one and the aforementioned weapons that were added to this team so i i think that everything is there for him to to produce,
2: so West already provided facts in his segment, and then he gave you two more, Cody. So, hey, you could you could <laughs> suck it there. All right, Jason, give me number three. Who's the next Bronco?
1: You know, I was gonna have well, nobody yet. I was gonna have uh, Danny Dimes on there as well for all the reasons that Re- West just mentioned. I'll pick another one though, real quick, just okay. out of the blue. But uh, yeah, because I've said I said this a few shows back about Daniel Jones. He he's not Josh Josh Allen, but he. He's like a poor man's Josh Allen. He really, he yeah. kind of does the same things. And now that Dayball's there, I could see that for sure. Um, he has to be able to improve and uh, surprise some people. I mean, I'll just throw out Robbie Anderson out there for you. The, the, the my next three are all receivers, all probably fantasy players, okay. all well heard of guys. But this guy fell off huge last year. I don't even know. I mean, part he he. I did catch a couple of his games. He's mostly to blame for that drop balls. I I've never seen so many drop. I, I watched a game. That guy must've dropped nine balls. Um, but the year before, you know, when, when Teddy was running the show, he had a good season. Um, I think Baker can get that out of him again. And I am picking him primarily because of the Baker news.
2: Right, Robbie Anderson. That brings Wait. us to round
1: three for Cody. <laughs> that, that was so asinine. You didn't even have a comment to that. One. No,
3: no. I, well, <laughs> I, I will add that I was listening to a podcast earlier that was actually talking about Robbie Anderson, how he could back bounce back, uh, similar to Alan Robinson maybe bouncing back this year. But uh, Robbie Anderson had like I think one of the lowest marks for um, receiving grades in the past couple of years. Like he just quit. So hopefully yeah,
1: it's piss poor oh you know, it was yeah, it was
3: bad it, and you could tell watching and then I think I wa- watched one game with them last year to where I was yelling at them to stop throwing it to Robbie Anderson because he's, it looks like he's playing volleyball out there and you're a professional <laughs> receiver in the yeah league. I, I couldn't grasp it uh, Remember, next, I only
1: threw him out there because West stole my guy but
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one I got I'm gonna go and hop on this one before one of the two Vikings fan do. But uh, it's K.J. Osborne. Uh, Kirk Cousins loved throwing to K.J. Osborne in 2021. He averaged a quarterback passer rating of 147, which was the highest mark in the entire league for a quarterback and receiver. Uh, Last season or last summer, Osborne was training with Jarvis Landry and uh, Justin Jefferson and worked on with multiple training groups to improve his skill set. With a healthy feeling and a friendly three wide receiver base offense, I'm definitely looking for K.J. Osborne to smash that career high mark at 655 yards he set last year.
2: Uh, you mentioned Allen Robinson, and he's going to be 29 when the season starts. This isn't my next guy, but I want to add a little context. And unless Od- Odell Beckham comes back, um, he's going to be phenomenal, in my opinion, because I don't know what happened to him last year. I don't know if he did, he gave up to – uh, but the five quarterbacks in his career that he's caught touchdowns for Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Chase Daniel, and Andy Dalton. So the first time in his eight-year career, uh, he's going to catch passes from a guy that is proven and not some flash-in-the-pan asshole that they hope works. So uh, I'm, I, Robinson should be on the list, but I think that's just common knowledge, that he's so good when he applies himself. That uh unless unless Cooper Cup and you know, OBJ comes back and hogs all of his targets, Robinson's gonna be phenomenal. Uh, so I'll go real quick then to my third since I'm hogging time. Here's my hot take of the night. Creed Humphrey at center as a rookie was as good at his position that Jamar Chase was. At his position, but nobody cares because he plays center. And therefore, Creed Humphrey is my underrated player. We thought his name was cool in the lead up to the draft last year. We said so on the show. What did he do? He went out and became PFF's best center in football. Bada bing, first year, can't ask for more. He's another guy that not uh, casual football fans never heard of like a lot of offensive linemen, but this would be the dream scenario for Vikings fans where you just go draft a center in the second round or third round. And the guy is phenomenal. Nope. Instead we invest this lofty ass draft capital and dudes wait for four years to see if they're any good and cry about it. So I guess I'm jealous. And I say Creed Humphrey as a severely underrated player, because he plays at a spot that isn't recognized by this fantasy football playmaker, yay. Like he just does the dirty work. Wes, give me your number four.
0: So cracking up at uh your little wire omission right there. Oh, How yeah. Can you tell that Dustin's been <laughs> watching the wire so much? He's I didn't uh, even plan
1: that uh, either. <laughs> a <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: for my fourth, <laughs> my fourth pick, I am gonna go with. Mike Evans, wide receiver from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, why has, is he underrated? He has had eight straight 1,000-yard seasons uh, since coming into the NFL, but so, always seems to be left out of the conversation of top wide receivers. All this guy does is produce. Uh, he's done it with Hall of Famer and Brady. He's done it with Jameis Winston, who uh, is famous for the 30 and 30 uh not the ESPN version. And I I mean the I've had him on my It's f- frustrating at times, but at the same time this guy consistently puts up numbers. So I, I had to throw Mike Evans out there. He's uh a more well-known name, but I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. He's- yeah,
3: hasn't he oh, hasn't he had like uh, eight one thousand yard seasons to start his career, and yes. the fact that he's only twenty eight, he came in the league at twenty years old. Yeah, that's that's just a testament. Yeah. He's never discussed in the top five or top ten.
2: No, yeah. he's a, he's a lunch pal guy. He's not a self promoter, and he doesn't go out and say crazy shit. Doesn't throw his quarterback under the bus, and therefore, you don't really. I mean, he doesn't have the coolest hair in the world like OBJ had for three years or whatever. And he kind of has that Barry Sanders mentality where he's just good. And, you know, fantasy football managers know about it because, yeah, he is frustrating. He goes to sleep at times, but then he makes up for it for two touchdowns and 120 yards. And he is as consistent as they come. Jason, give me your fourth underrated man.
1: Well, you mentioned him a segment ago, Mm -hmm. Allen Robinson. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I've been so high on this, this uh, him, him to L.A., ever since it happened, I think it's going to be big. Um, and I think, and for all the reasons that you mentioned, um, you know, why we still not really a hundred percent, well, we know what happened to him last year. I mean, you know, but then again, though, the year before when he had the numbers, I mean, he was on just as dysfunctional of a team really. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do when you put him with Stafford. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be electric.
2: He's just so good, and yeah, yeah. and we've never even sniffed a portion of his production with
1: a good quarterback. I mean, seriously. And not only that, but uh, tremendous number one. Yeah. To take to take the you know the the majority of the attention. Yeah. Uh, this guy's gonna be running free.
2: Yeah, I it's it, it's it's spooky, and I don't know how they did it. It's like the Rams are entering that fray. Where it's like, oh, yeah, of course they got this guy. Like these veterans, are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm leaving the Seahawks for the first time in a decade. Oh, I'll go play for the Rams. And, and you just roll your eyes. So,
1: yeah.
2: All right, Cody, give us your number four.
3: I got Chase Edmonds, Miami running back. Uh, Edmonds is primarily used in a receiving role his whole career out in the desert. He averaged more than three receptions a game while also being sneakily efficient, averaging over five yards per carry last year. Uh, he joined the Tua-led offense, which should spike his value since Tua's trademark is that short throw accuracy. Uh, not only that, last year they com- they attempted 29 passes at 20-plus yards last year, which was bottom three in the league. So you think with Tyree Kill going over there and Jalen Waddell that they're, they're going to get a lot of attention, and rightfully so, uh, with people looking to slow down those two it could leave ample opportunity for Edmonds to eat in that backfield, maybe in the flat or in that outside zone offense, that Shanahan offense. Uh, This guy has a speed to take it all the way uh, on any play. So I definitely think that he could surprise a lot of people. Uh, I think I just got him in like the 12th round of a startup draft, which is pretty, pretty late for a running back. Uh, Pretty proud of that one.
2: <laughs> uh my fourth rounding out this round is Kendall fuller from Washington commanders he's the brother of Kyle Fuller he is a cornerback who's going to be 28 years old and this isn't to say that he's the next big pro bowler or you will know his name by the end of the year he's just pretty damn good and nobody knows about him uh he was Pff's third best cornerback somehow in 2021 uh and then i think the year before that, I think he was in the top, top 40 or so. He's just a solid cornerback that Joe Everman doesn't really know anything about. And I think he deserves a little bit of kudos. His coverage is pretty, pretty upper echelon. So I say the brother of Kyle Fuller, Kendall Fuller for the Washington Commanders. Wes, give us your final underrated human.
0: Uh, my final underrated human. Uh before we get into that uh, <laughs> speaking of the the fantasy coder, you just got called out for not having any defense on on your team. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, as long you know, as he has Drew Breeze, he's going
0: to log off. <laughs> my my fifth one is uh Davis Mills, quarterback for the Houston Texans. Uh this guy, he was the eighth quarterback selected in uh 2021. Uh, he came into absolute turmoil with the Deshaun Watson situation going going on all season in Houston. Uh, he finished the season second in rookie touchdowns behind Mac Jones, third in passer rating behind Jones and Trey Lance, and second in completion rate. Uh, he's a adept deep passer, completing. 20 of 42 passes of 20-plus yards for 643 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception for an NFL-high passer rating of 123.5. That's amongst all quarterbacks. Um, I like what I've seen from this guy. He doesn't seem to get phased. I think Houston got a, a good one, and uh, I'm kind of excited to see what he brings to the table this year.
2: How long before he becomes good. Good. Is this, is this a springboard year and then 2023 he'll be pretty damn good or how, what's our, how long are we going to be patient?
0: I mean, I, I think we've seen throughout the league coaching staff really has a lot to do with it too. This is now going to be his uh, second head coach. Uh, I do think lovey Smith uh, should be able to um, structure a team around him. That will help him. Uh for him, though, I'd probably say three to four years. Okay. Um, starting in his rookie year is definitely off to a good start, and, and they're going to ride with him um, this year and you know, hopefully next year if he continues to grow.
2: Yeah, they have to like him because they went with him last year against all odds, and then now they're doing it again when they could have gotten involved in a lot of quarterback sleep stakes back in February and March. So they, I think they're on board with your thinking. All right, Jason, who's your final underrated football player?
1: Yeah, Wes, you know what? I love what you just said about Davis Mills, too. There was a lot of guys that I was listening to that I listened to in Denver that really were high on this guy, too. We Back when we were in the thought process of maybe drafting a quarterback, they, a lot of people thought that he might have been the third best quarterback in that draft. Um, anyway, no. My final one is, and I wanted to put this entire ro- roster on the team <laughs> or on my list, but I, I got to go with Jerry Judy. Don't um, so this guy here, and unless you're a Denver fan, aren't really even Denver fans aren't even really high on this. It's zero touchdowns last year, zero. <laughs> and then for the some of the same reasons that we talked about with Allen Robinson, um, we have a stockpile of young receivers that have never had the opportunity to actually put up numbers with a elite quarterback and you people think Denver they think Cortland Sutton and they don't even really think that to be honest with you especially nationally they look at the Denver stats collectively uh they don't see any thousand yard receivers they don't see anybody with any touchdowns that amount to much and they they aren't even being talked about really um I think Jerry Judy was and I'm not being biased here but had the potential to be the best receiver in that draft. Now, Justin Jefferson owns that crown, but I think Jerry Judy will have a breakout year and he's not even being talked about.
2: And he's only 23. So They're only
1: 23. So yeah. his
2: career can effectively start now. If you, if you believe that Russell Wilson is going to bring it instantly 4,400 or 4,000 or 400, 4,500 yards, whatever it might yeah, be. yeah, Something
1: like that. I mean, and you know, and I, as a, as a, You know, a fan, you watch every single game and you see this guy constantly getting open and never getting the ball thrown at him. I mean, and just the poor utilization of this man, I'm surprised that he even wants to be in the league anymore after what Shermer and, you know, put him through. And uh, the quarterback play is a little bit unsavory as well. Um, it's it's got to be tough. Zero touchdowns last year.
2: Well, the thing, well, he let's see. Uh, I pulled him up. He had thirty-eight catches, four hundred sixty-seven yards. So, it certainly was a quiet year, but it wasn't quite like you know, twelve hundred yards and zero touchdowns. Not like Miles Sanders, who I tweeted right. about. And,
1: yeah, and he was a hurt hurt for a few games as well. You yeah. know, I mean, and but it's the the these receivers in Denver have never really had a. At a good opportunity, and they've been stockpiling these skill position pl- players for for you know four years now. So wow. it's, you know hopefully hopefully I'm right.
3: Did y'all know? uh, Hopefully you know Laviska Chenault down there in Jacksonville out of that same draft class.
1: But yeah, Colorado yeah. State or Colorado, I mean.
3: Yeah. yeah, he has uh, more catches and touchdowns than Jerry Judy. Of
1: course he does, and he's, be- and he's, he's being looked and at as a bust. Yeah,
3: they're cut cutting this guy. Yep. This- that was that fit over here.
2: <laughs> All right, Zero Cody. touchdowns. Cody, Zero. Us... <laughs> well,
3: let's we'll see if Russ was willing to throw many over the middle this season or if he keeps avoiding the middle of the field.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Cortland
3: Sutton, <laughs> no. Cortland Sutton to the moon. Same with KJ Hamler. KJ Hamler could
1: be on one of these lists.
2: Yeah. So that means well, that there's four Roccos that could be on the list.
1: Could potentially any one of those uh, receivers.
2: Tim Patrick, right? Mm-hmm.
1: He's still there. Yeah, both well, yeah. Patrick and I Sutton think he's gonna have,
3: have a great year too.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, I mean they each had Sutton and Patrick each had you know almost 800, 850 yards last year. With you know, well, we know their quarterback situation. I mean, so yeah. there's no yeah. reason to think that three uh, re- three receivers over a thousand. Yeah, I yeah. said it. I'm gonna continue to say it.
3: Yeah, Russ <laughs> loves his boundary receivers, and if if he's playing MVP ball like we've kind of been talking about on this podcast. You could have four 1,000-yard receivers. It's, I mean, maybe not four, but, like, you could have four guys who each have a chance at hitting it. Maybe K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy each have 800 yards each.
1: 67 Um, yards a game is all it takes.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, Cody, hit us with your final underrated NFL player for 2022.
3: Uh, My final underrated player is fitting for this uh, episode. I got Baker Mayfield. Uh, Like I said earlier, Mayfield, he may not be the franchise QB, but if he plays like what we saw before his labrum injury, he's a colossal upgrade over what the Panthers have trotted out. Um, I got here, he set a career-low 7.2 yards per attempt, which is a disastrous number for a starting quarterback, but also one whole yard better than Sam Darnold's last season with a torn (laughs) labrum. Uh, I mean, he's but he's not without blame. He did struggle to complete throws to his receivers. Uh, He bailed out a progression at the at the first hint of pressure and he had a three percent interception rate. But that was also better than Sam Darnold last year. Uh, This is still the guy who led the Browns to a playoff win over the Steelers in every comparable category throughout their careers. Baker has been better than Sam Darnold. And Panthers fans, whether they like it or not, are going to realize how underrated Baker really is and how wrong he was done by the Cleveland Browns.
2: Yeah, 100%. Good enough to go to the postseason or not quite? You know, we'll have that, Joe.
3: I think we see some regression from the heavyweights in that division. So I do think the Panthers have the talent. I'm not sure if Matt Rule and his coaching staff are the people to take them there. You got Ben McAdoo. And I don't know who their defensive coordinator is, but he definitely underachieved last year. Well, you and uh, you got Matt Rule, he has like a nepotism for like Temple players and Baylor <laughs> players. And I do think that hurts him and his roster building because he's kind of <laughs> like a CEO coach. You know, he's not calling the plays on either side. He's just assembling an atmosphere. But this team seems more like one that is ripe for a star coach to come in next year and do a quick turnaround.
2: You've got about a month to decide if they're going to be in your uh, bunch of seven in the NFC because we'll probably do the playoff show about four weeks from today, or at least naming the teams that will reach the postseason. It's one of our annuals. All right, I'll take us off the show with the guy that uh, nobody cares about because he plays defense. Uh, I think I say the last name, right? Jonathan Greenard. Uh, he had eight sacks in 12 games last year. He was a third rounder in the pandemic draft of 2020 the virtual one, and he was PFF's 11th best edge rusher. And truth be told, I didn't know much about him until I was researching for this segment. I knew I knew him from the draft lead up, but I didn't know that he had really started to blossom down in Houston. So um, because he's news to me, he's probably news to a lot of folks, and he enters the uh, forever pivotal year three. And I'm anxious to see if he makes noise with Wes's guy, Davis Mills, underrated guy, Davis Mills. All right, gentlemen. We forget anything? We only doubled up like once. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. On names? That,
1: Yeah. That was that honorable
0: was... mention. Uh, Devin Singletary for me.
1: Oh, yeah, well, if they give him the ball.
3: Uh, how <sighs> about How about Jalen Phillips in Miami? That first round edge defender last year. He's a guy who did really great as a rookie uh, on a defense that kept their defensive coordinator in Miami. Uh, yeah. I think that he's a safe guy to put in could she bet on to win defensive player of the year
2: he was uh in the lead up to uh he was in the vikings draft whispers like yeah. if if they were going to reach for an edge rusher it would have it would have been him at 12 that's what yeah, they were
3: they were saying top three pick but medical concerns and i think he fell to like Person somewhere around wins. where he picked get out of here <laughs>
1: Jason you got it you got any other honorable mentions <laughs> No no I'm excited for the for the season God it's it's getting close too Yeah about, first preseason games only about a month away
2: Yeah that when is that It's always that that Canton one first that's probably what 3 weeks away 4 weeks away
1: Yeah probably weeks, 4 weeks Yeah cuz yeah.
2: camp Vikings camp is on the 24th for rookies and so that that isn't far away at all
1: and uh, Denver plays uh Dallas on the eleventh of August. So, oh yeah, yeah. it's it's coming right at right ahead.
2: Yeah, the Vikings go to the Raiders for a preseason game. So,
1: so how's that going to look with you guys? I mean, lately it's. I mean, the Vikings. What was it last year? They didn't play any of their starters the first at all in preseason, did they?
2: Um, when they or was finally, that the year before? No, they took the bubble rack. Well, let's see. They didn't. They didn't do shit on offense. Until the final game, when they gave the ball to AJ Rose <laughs> and Ir- Irv Smith, and then he tore his meniscus. Yeah, well, I can't remember if if they sat the starters the first two games. I
0: th- I know they. I think they did.
2: I th- I want to say. Cousins got a series against the Colts, and then that was underwhelming. And of course, that was the oh, he sucks. I told you, I was like, it was preseason. <laughs> oh people.
3: god, jeez, yeah. <laughs> that was like the second game yeah. my wife has ever watched, and I was like, no, he's good, he's good, he's good. <laughs> The do you guys remember the <laughs>
1: do you guys remember the first <laughs> preseason game Cousins ever played with the Vikings? He did awesome. Took him right down the field. I remember oh, that yeah. vividly. I was watching that with resentment because he should have been in Denver.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> I stuck with so much, <laughs> I ate so much crow that year. Uh oh, it was like we're one piece away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you that was what Spielman thought. <sighs> All right, gentlemen. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Wednesday night. All right, good night, good guys. All right.
0: Later. Good night.